and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Oh yeah, that joke I said last episode. It is. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to be at the tip of the spear, like you said, yeah. Scott, so I'm trying to learn from you. Oh. I'm learning from you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's relevant, right? Yeah. Saying Daddy? Oh, my People God, yeah. That. You're like Harley Quinn. I love that. Um, <laughs> fucking... Mr. J! This is uh, a good... Uh, improv game or like what else uh-huh. you, uh, or especially for like dungeon mastering too is um mm. topical coming up with uh names names on the fly yeah so like you 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 like you you're usually pretty good at that i would say sometimes you definitely i can oh, tell yeah. you struggle oh i, j- I just have stuff. a big uh uh pool of names yeah i, I have, noticed like, yeah I picked yeah because if you go on like random name generators, like ninety percent of them are fucking stupid, and so I just wrote down yeah. like the ten percent that are like good. Yeah, and it's Dude, not like coming up with names. Go ahead, I was Grace, gonna say sorry. it's not like coming up with a band name where you just go on Wikipedia and hit <laughs> random. Cause, like, yeah, true. Here, I'll do that right now. I'm doing it right now. Oh yeah, I've I've <laughs> I've said this before. Uh, every like modern band name is just two words that like loosely correlate or don't but it just has to be like it's uh, like the two words that sort of add up to be greater than the sum of their parts uh, lamp sky book that was three um, words you dolt yeah. uh, honestly lamp uh, sky lamps you had it at lamp sky that's a yeah. modern band name right there lamp it's not bad it's also not bad it's not bad i'll give it to you it's not bad yeah. I was gonna say naming characters for like scripts and stuff is like for stories is like yeah. dude I'm just like looking at like what were popular baby names from like whatever decade the character That's was the, born yeah and it's, all this it's, shit it's is so hard so yeah right it's so hard not to get to yeah and it, coming up with like uh, uh, like fantasy names is like you start to Even get into worse. like the etymology of like well I want yeah. this to sound like vaguely Germanic type yeah. of shit you know what I mean like <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. you have like a brief knowledge of like Celtic of the celtic language yeah 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 i think it's celtic when it's like the actual thing and then just specifically the basketball team for some reason and everyone has just collectively agreed to like pronounce it with like we americanized one of the most discouraging things about like reading growing up was i would run into these words that i didn't know what they meant so i would i also wouldn't know how they're pronounced and i would you know, find out what they mean and then try to use them or like raise my hand in class and be like, well, I think when it talks about this and like, mm-hmm. like, like, for example, Hermione, that is not how I was saying her name when I was reading the nope. book. It was her- yeah. Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Like what? That shit like that was so. I mean, well, there's, there's words where it's like, okay, we're Europeans and we decided to put these four vowels together. Yeah. But then there's also like shit where like uh, people read like misled as misled, where it's yeah. like, it's perfectly reasonable <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Or like, it makes sense both ways. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm uh, saying. Epi- epitome? Anybody do epitome yep. when you read? No, I'm not a fucking idiot. idiot. I, when I read Epitome, <laughs> oh, hey. I still pronounce it epitome. Also, yeah, the first like to. year of me hanging out with Noah was him correcting me on words that I was like saying wrong or like reading wrong. Let's let's lay it out here. Hey Noah, <laughs> yeah, you, we know man. you're listening. <laughs> hey Noah, I love you, and you made me a better person. He, he was nice about it. He wasn't being mean. He was just like telling well, me, "Yo, it's this, it's not." Epitome, this is just to see dumbass. if he is listening, <laughs> Kelly. You see, there are two schools in linguistics: the prescriptive and the descriptive schools of Ooh, thought. This is I, Scott. I know what you're talking about. We took linguistics together. Prescri- yeah, oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, prescriptive is uh, Noah being like that's the the correct the the Merriam-Webster Oxford way of it, uh, pronouncing it as yada yada mm-hmm. and then descriptive is like whatever words you got to use to get your thought across are fine grammar schmammer I say yeah I am definitely descriptive no for shit for sure yeah everybody knows that about me <laughs> I just make shit up I just make words up sometimes first yeah. thing I yeah. saw, the first thing I thought when I saw Marty that motherfucker's descriptive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> A uh, total DL over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I Welcome was... Welcome to Smoke oh, Scoops and Novelty oh, Songs. No, we're not done. Podcast about dumb shit. We're talking I'm about... I'm descriptive also. The end. 
Okay. A podcast about linguistics. (laughs) Let's keep talking about it. I'm having a good time. We're reviewing community this week. (laughs) This week, we dive into the world of television as we review the TV series Community. This is our first television romp. This is our first television show. It yes. wouldn't be probably the only one. We'll it do. wouldn't be Listener. if the little train robberies pilot got picked up. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did they, that circulated around robbery. for years <laughs> on TV. No, I, in Hollywood, they were from studio to studio. They were passing that sc- that screenplay around. They're like, we they had Rob Lowe trying to sell point. this. <laughs> he gets attached to everything these days, boy. Um. Shit, that we just went down so many tangents, I don't even know. I know. Where to... oh, we gotta step back a second. Jesus. Uh, linguistics. A what are we talking about? Spoofs, <laughs> goofs, or novelty songs? Which one? I don't, well, we're on I a, don't know anymore. <laughs> Community. Yeah. An American television sitcom created by oh, Dan shit. Harmon in 2009. That's right. Okay. Seeing you launch back into your thing reminded me of just as, Marty, as you go on your little. Uh, description here journey. listener i want you to imagine anytime marty speaks that his finger is pointed up uh in the air because a He's it's not. true and b i just think it really helps paint a picture my of, favorite uh, when i do gestures it's always the bill clinton and now obama I think oh yeah that's that soft fist little fist the thumb, yeah the thumb mm-hmm. poking out yeah the little grandma thumb poking out fist, pretty sure yeah. biden's doing it too it's going to be a staple of political culture for years mm-hmm. to come. Centrist Democrat look. It truly yeah. is. Not the centrist fist. Bernie's wagging his finger. Bernie's yeah. with me. Bernie's got his finger in the yeah, air. Yeah, because he's got a point to make, just like you. Yes. And you know what? This Guess what Trump's features... doing? He's got his thumb up his ass. Hey! <laughs> and his head up there, too, I Woo! say. Hot take. This series features Joel McHale, Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Allison Brie, Yvette Nicole Brown, Ken Jeon, and Jim Rash. Say that five times fast. No, thank you. As a group of students and faculty at a small, rundown community college. The series was never a huge success, but had big cult popularity, leading to the famous mantra of six seasons and a movie, with the movie something that has yet to be done, though they did reach six seasons. The show's formula was basically, what TV or movie trope can we do our take on this week, based around this study group in this community college? This is why it's probably the only TV series we'll ever cover on the podcast, maybe? And we've seen it all enough, and we've all watched it recent enough, that we thought we'd discuss our thoughts on it. And we're going to list our three favorite episodes of Community and just discuss the TV series as a whole, guys. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on the television show Community. It's nice, first of all, being called gentlemen at the top of the episode every week. So thanks (laughs) Thanks for adding a note of uh, distinction when you ask us. Well, I like to be... You know, quite astute. You proper. started talking and had nothing <laughs> you had nothing at the end there. I, I couldn't think of the word. Proper was the word I was looking oh, for. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a hard one. Um, yes. Community is good, oh. I say. Oh, good. That's a great take. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, what's your take on community? I like community. I liked it when it came out. I watch it on Hulu every week. I feel like... It's one of those shows that I think I have to imagine it had a lot of people watching it the day after on Hulu. One of the earlier shows that would have a lot of people watching it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, I would like to add myself among the ranks of people watching it on Hulu. Yeah, because I watched the show on NBC, actually. Oh, my God. On That's cable? because you went to what school did you start on out cable? at? You started out at... UW River Falls. River Falls, and they didn't have internet there, so yeah, everybody <laughs> gathered in the common room to watch on the. They actually they had like cable provided to the uh, yeah. What was it? Yeah, it was we had like cable at campus our campus. Cable? Too. Did we have cable on UWM? Yeah. Okay, I don't. I didn't remember. Sounds like you went to Greendale. Yeah. Uh, you know it was Greendale esque. I will say that. Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> with the hijinks. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it it never got like the ratings it deserved because of that, but maybe the advertisers weren't looking at uh I don't know. I don't know how NBC was operating back in 2009, 2010. 
I don't know if they were looking at online views as I much mean, as they were rating views. They they definitely weren't. They they the 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 main like the big four were way behind in terms of like approaching the internet as terms of that being more important to a show's like advertising sales than the Nielsen ratings. I right? can't believe but this, this first season was in goddamn 2009. Yeah. yeah wow, this show's old AF actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it also was like NBC was still trying to maintain their like must see Thursday night thing at the time. So I think this show was like they brought that in in terms of like trying to like replace The Office. I think at yeah, the, time. the Office was still uh, their fucking flagship. Well, they had The Office, yeah. Parks and Rec, and Thirty, 30 Rock. Rock. Those were the big so three like at the time community event. surrounding that. It's it it and was either opening for like those shows or like closing and it just i think it was at the end of it yeah and everyone was turning off the right. tv after the office was finished like it was always either the first because their weakest slots were always the first half hour or the last yep. half hour yeah so i think it was always one of those slots yeah so they they literally i, I remember dan harbin making a joke about the ratings for it when it was right before the office and then they moved it and then it tanked obviously like what did you expect i mean honestly though tough competition oh yeah absolutely if you're turning in for like nbc comedies like community was probably fourth on that for me even it's probably i maybe would watch it over the office nowadays i guess but i still like parks and rec more than it and 30 i (laughs) the office and parks and i didn't watch any of the other three shows as they premiered like community i would watch community mm-hmm. as it premiered so i'm yeah i guess i was just You're like true. into counterculture i don't know i guess i was cool <laughs> yeah you're like just a little bit different aren't I'm you just a little different you know i like music that's gonna be in car commercials in four years you know it's <laughs> Come just on, cool. Kelly, like the office like I the wear, office i wear a backwards cap on my on my dating profile you're not gonna see that i like the office sorry no. <laughs> get out of no. here pickle rick for a life Guys, dog don't you care what i think <laughs> pickle rick <laughs> i think this show community if we're talking about it broadly everybody knows this it dropped off pretty drastically after the third season everybody ask anyone on the street you go up to someone on the street yeah, yeah. i went up to like some old like homeless dollar, man i'm like community season four <laughs> man for a dollar when did communities quality drop which yeah. season guys they season four they just did they did that like cast script reading thing and every single cast member did like a press tour shitting on the fourth season like they all went out and did interviews saying like yeah that fourth season was it just lost yeah. the magic they for were some talk- reason. there's a lot like, of interviews they went out of their way when they came back for season five there's so many interviews where they were just like we got dan Harmon back thank god like all the cast members were excited to have him back and just so i don't know the the publicity of all of that was it's really weird looking back at it because like showrunners leave shows i it was i know it was because there was a lot of turmoil on the show and stuff but like man it was really it's really weird looking at that as like this big thing when this show was not that popular at the time like i don't know i think it's just got it's got a loud extremely online fan base yeah yeah i feel like dan harman's got a lot of loud extremely online Mm -hmm. fans uh, and then and then and then sort of the whole thing of the show is like placating to the fan base and recognizing yes. like like the, the characters turn to the screen and are like this is a show with a fan base like mm-hmm. well that's that's when the show stops like when the show started making jokes about the jokes they were making is when the show which is like around the third season it starts like just dying. Well, it's making jokes dying. it's making jokes about the it's making oh jesus let me start over it's making jokes about the jokes. It's making jokes about the jokes it's making, and the jokes it's making are jokes about the jokes it's making. So it's making jokes about yes. the jokes about the jokes. Right. Yes. So, like, an example Which, would be, like, Abed in season one, he, uh, he's, he's like, the meta character. He's, like, breaking the fourth wall. He's the only character breaking the fourth wall, and he's just, like... Yeah, I guess I can lay low for an episode, and then he lays low for an episode, and then he like like later on in season three they'll ask they'll be like, you you're still comparing our lives to a TV show, and they're like maybe you should lay low for an episode, and he'll be like I did that in season one or something like that, and it's just like yeah. keeps layering that on, and it's Which like should fine. be a good idea for a show, but it just doesn't work in this show. Like I think that's the stuff that I think we talked really about it in chat about how. 
the evolution of the characters like so we talked about dan Harmon's writing style and how he does mm -hmm. is it the hero's journey what was it again it's, it's it's he does a version of the hero's journey that he refers to as like circle yeah it's like a condensed version which is like what a lot of yeah. major blockbusters use to it's it's it it's what every story basically is you have a hero who starts in yeah. one place they go on a journey and they come back to the same place with new knowledge that's like the idea generally right. essentially uh, but then what you do with that is you're changing your character constantly and it gets for me at least it got awkward like seeing joel still being a shithead in like season three four right. and it's like dude you learn this lesson like five times over now i don't know like i don't get this. Uh, it's also like it's it's the characters keep having to learn lessons but it also um well okay we're talking about parodies right and yeah. again i i said it in just the last episode the thing of doing the thing you're making fun of by just doing the thing and and you know most of the time it doesn't work um, but sometimes it does. Anyways, this show, part of what it's making fun of is, like, uh, t character tropes in TV shows. Like, I'm the this one. I'm the cool one. Yeah. I'm the funny one. I'm the crazy one. Um, and so this show, obviously, like, each of the characters has their... Uh, archetypes and sometimes that you know like works great like it's like great to parody like they picked all the perfect archetypes that we've like seen time and time again to parody yes. but also if you're gonna have like the crux of the show being them learning lessons and developing well then you can't eventually you can't have those arch or it becomes stranger and stranger for them to still continue to be those archetypes I would compare it to Simpsons Simpsons didn't have this problem Simpsons because, be timeless well, Although eventually it did have this problem, but the first like eight seasons of Simpsons, the characters have to learn the same lessons over and over again, but they're not pretending that they're trying to grow. The Simpsons is is pretending that it's locked, like every episode, ex like Bart and Lisa never grow up. Yeah, right? it exists Community, out of time. <clears throat> right. Community had that problem where they're trying to advance a story yeah, for they would no have reason, like, like who cared? Of like, like, oh, we're, we're in year three, and we might have to go like, to summer school? Oh, no. Big like, mistake. Every like, season. huge mistake. Yeah, that stuff, it just... It made them have to address that in a way that it ruined the fact that they could just keep learning the same lessons and get into that thing, which, just pick a show. Like, if you want to do the one show, that's fine, but the, the they were trying to do two things, and I think it just doesn't... Like, it ended yeah, up we, hurting them we in the long We talked briefly yeah. about how, like, it sucks that Dan Harmon got fired for season four, because I feel like that would have been the best season to wrap it up on, because that's how long community college typically lasts. Yes. So he yes. could have, like, wrapped it up and, you know, put a bow on it. But then in season five, he got hired back on. They decided to keep doing the show. And their decision was just like, but we like it here. Like, we want to stay friends. Yeah. Like, that's why they stuck around. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't need that. I just, it's just, it, it would have been better <laughs> if they, like, said the last season was a dream sequence. <laughs> it just yeah. went back. I, yeah, do the Roseanne. Yeah. yeah, do the Roseanne. <laughs> the, and then the sixth season, they just, like, I know they wanted to do six seasons, but... The sixth season, they just got paid like a ton of by money Yahoo. by Yahoo. They like and literally they bankrupted, bankrupted Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> they literally bankrupted Yahoo. And then Verizon bought them for like a billion dollars. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What but, a cursed show. It, it Kinda, really, yeah. But it was a great show. The cast in the show is truly like great. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that's the thing that I would take away from any of the sitcoms of this era. This cast is like particularly really well put together yeah. i think you have like a bunch of people who are all went on to become like much bigger stars like donald glover is obviously well donald glover is the Allison one that Brie they all like talk about of, like anytime yeah. any of them are like interviewing they're like maybe donald like donald will come or like he's probably so busy with his <laughs> rap career and lion king and his blockbusters and being uh in star wars and it's just like yeah we get it he's donald glover's in star wars he was in solo he plays young oh, Lando yeah, Calrissian. Lando. Yeah, forgot about that. He's good in that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's amazing in it. I totally remembered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you guys have more thoughts, I mean, we should yeah, get to our favorite episodes of Community. Um. Yeah, I guess. We yeah, can. Kelly, you go first. With my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, give us your favorite. Oh episode. man, I've been thinking about this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you guys go first. What if it overlaps? I have extra episodes picked out. Oh my god. Um, 
I'm just going to do one of the episodes. Why don't we go in a circle, do a little snake train. One of my favorite episodes was Beginning Pottery with Tony Hale as the pottery teacher. It's a good one. Uh, the no good episode. No doing the ghost, the scene from Ghost mm-hmm. bit. Very funny. Uh, I particularly like the boating plot line, though, in this mm-hmm. one. Like, Shirley being the captain and Pierce being the most excited for Yacht Club, but, like, being the worst at it and getting knocked off the ship into the parking lot. And, yeah, just playing on that was very funny to me. A great that's a great example of like the show doing tropes like the whole boat trope thing but like it's a it's they're not really the good water, when, in a when they lot. make it it's like so appropriate good. for a community college and it's like yes. obviously a community college wouldn't do something like that but it's it's still like a funny concept of them just being like well we'll just film it like here. stays grounded enough to be in the yeah. world but it still is like a really ridiculous and they thing yeah so much money with that and then just the <laughs> idea of like pierce getting a boat that's on wheels and rowing it trying to row it back to the ship and then he a fire hydrant just starts drowning him <laughs> yes it's just i don't know it's pretty it's just good stuff it's some it's good, good gags that's my first one someone else go Scott. popcorn marty oh I said the season two finale, the two-part paintball episode, which of the t- of the paintball episodes, I think this is the best one. I think this is the one where they make fun of the fact that they build these societies so quickly. Yeah. Like they have all this structure and stuff. Like when we first see Allison Brie in the episode, she has like all these tin cans, like for signals when people are trying to break into the space she's yep. in which is like the concept that they did all that in like two hours is like really really funny to me. i fucking uh, love that i remember in like cartoons when they would do that too yeah. like they would they would have like the like coolest fucking like tree houses and shit like that yeah like anytime yeah, yeah like just oh, I, it's hard to explain exactly what it is but we're it's like, like a it's, weird feeling of nostalgia of like you're right it's it's got like a cartoony vibe but they did it in live action and they did it correct like i don't know they did that like multiple sense. times the paintball episodes the um uh, the meow meow beans episode the uh blanket forts episode yeah, like they do yeah, a really like the show episode, did a good yeah. job with fun like they just they do a good job with the, that stuff the, like all, I, I like the blanket forts episode the ken burns episode didn't hit as hard but like conceptually was really good oh. i think it had yes. its moments mm-hmm. yeah i agree that's my first one scotty uh i'll say okay i did um okay season two episode 21 paradigms of human memory this is uh, the study group you gathers to us. Uh, you want to try that pronunciation again? Yeah, sure. Paradigms of human memory. <laughs> what am I saying it wrong? It's paradigms. But oh, paradigms. holy see, see, yeah, okay, see, exactly. Descriptive. This is what we're talking about. Scott, are you just doing a callback to the cold open? I because... legit am just stupid, oh, actually. So yeah. no, that's a call- <laughs> take credit where credits due, Scott. Quick. I mean, I, I'm very <laughs> I'm clever and up. came up with that good joke. Uh, um, <laughs> this is in this episode paradigms of uh, human memory. (laughs) As the study group gathers to assemble their 20th and final anthropology diorama of the year, they reminisce about their times together. Um, So it's like the, it's like the uh, flashback episode a la little Michelle Tanner hit her head on the uh, thing. And now she can't remember who she is. So we have to go through all these, like, you know, remember we Mm -hmm. did this together and this together. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all all they're they're calling back and flashing back to episodes that never happened. Um, yeah. So it's like they get to do like there's like a, they're in a ghost town and oh they make fun of Glee and there's like a supercut yeah. of uh, this is mainly why I like this episode is because there's a supercut of uh, all the Dean costumes which yeah. is like my favorite bit of the whole show oh, yeah. is the Dean abruptly entering in like a. It's like he's in drag that's like related to like a pun he's about to do about the whatever like event the school is having and it's always very jarring and very funny. He has to announce it to the study group or something. Yeah, like, like, he makes he, he, he comes in as though he's like on tour through the whole like school. A, like he's going yeah, from room yeah. to room yeah, doing yeah. this in like this giant like is that, banana hat is that like the one little crop does, top ensemble. He, he's dressed up as a composer and does ding 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news. The music department is flat 
baroque. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> very good. While That's he's wearing like joke. this super hi-fi costume, uh, it's just so dumb. Like, yeah, yeah all of those yeah. are so funny. Um, um, and I also just thought it was like funny for them to like. Yeah, the the uh, flashbacks to episodes that never happened so that they can, like, make, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, like, if they had, like, an idea of, like, oh, this is funny as, like, a little scene, but couldn't work as, like, a full episode, they can just throw it in this thing, and it works great. So Yeah. They do that on Rick and Morty a lot, but I think it also to great success. Like, they have, like, a good... Just it's, a It's a great show. way of doing spoofs, because it's, like, you have one yeah. good joke, and you just, like, you can spill right. all of those out in one episode. Because like, you know that, like, Dan Harmon and his... I'm assuming he has a small team of writers. Like, they're probably good at making these very funny concepts that just don't work as a full episode. So, like... Yeah, just being able to do, like, clip shows. Like, in Rick and Morty, they do the... Uh, it's, like, an intergalactic cable, I think is what it's called. And they do, like, one of those episodes each season. I think in the third season, they changed it up to something else. But, yeah. They, they've tried to adjust yeah. it, like, every year, pretty much. Because I think he's, like, made jokes about not wanting to yeah, do the Yeah, he, he started time, to do, but... like, this long arc. And he's like, why am I doing this? And now, in season four, <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, reversing. Like, they had, like, Evil Morty or Genius Morty. It was, like... Yeah. One, yeah. So he's like reversing all. He just doesn't care about all that. He's not going to address it anymore. Um, I if you was, haven't shot your phone by this point, uh, yeah, just go ahead and shoot your please. phone. Yeah, you know it's fine. Uh, Kelly, your next one. I'll keep this one quick. It's the science of illusion. Uh, this one is the one where Pierce is talking about his cult a bunch, and they give him the uh, Cookie Crisp the wizard, wizard costume. Yeah. Honestly, I just like it for the one joke about Troy breaking down at the end because he felt bad for pranking Pierce. And he said uh, he doesn't remember the cookie crisp wizard. He When he was a kid, the mascot was a uh, burglar. The oh, yeah, that's, yeah, the burglar. And that's how I felt like the whole episode. So the joke yeah. hit super hard for me because I was like, what the fuck? There is no cookie crisp wizard. <laughs> Donald Glover's like line deliveries oh in the God, show are incredible. like so hey, fucking good. Speaking of good so comedic funny. yellers, my next one: basic rocket science. This is the one where they uh, they get stuck in a rolling like camper that's a flight simulator that's sponsored by KFC. Uh, I think as parody goes, this is a very specific parody of Apollo thirteen, <laughs> the movie with Abed playing the Ed Harris role. And just in general, all of the KFC stuff in this is really, really funny. I think it's really actually like good pl- product placement jokes, uh, which I think this show actually struggled with quite a bit. The subway jokes the subway being stuff famously like quick. bad. Subway stuff is bad. Yeah. The KFC stuff in this episode, though, is very funny. The idea that KFC sponsored this really shitty flight simulator thing. Uh, and I just think in general, it's a very enjoyable little road trip Apollo 13 spoof. To my my I think that's where the show isn't that late season 1 too. I think so. I yeah. that to, I think that's like the first if not one of the first like really like themey genre-y it was. episodes and that's like that's where we're getting to the cool zone with this show. Yeah. Yep. Oh shit. Uh Conspiracy. Oh, season two, episode nine. Conspiracy <laughs> theories and interior design. Dean Pelton tries to bust Jeff for a phony night school credit, which only unveils a series of conspiracies, plots, and right double up. crosses between Jeff, one. Annie, and the Dean. Very funny. Good one. Who plays the conspiracy theorist? Uh, oh, professor? it's that guy who's in fucking everything. Yeah. It's that guy. He's in like that sitcom. That was on ABC Family after you got out of high school. Uh, and Seventh Heaven? Kevin Corrigan. Kevin Corrigan, of course. Of course. Yeah. He plays Professor Professorson in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, I think I'll just like it because it's a Dean-heavy episode. Anytime, oh, oh, another great comedic yeller, the Dean. When he, like, freaks he out is... and, like, does the, his, like, really, like, whiny screaming, it's so funny to me. Yeah. Jim Rash, he's great. He's great. He's yeah, I I say give they, him a. Oh I say God. it's more like Jim Ointment. I say <laughs> took took you a long time to get there, and I oh man, that was great. Yeah, I love it. good things take a while, Kelly. <laughs> good things come to those who wait, Kelly. I know you guys I'm don't like the later your... seasons, but 
there's one season there's season six episode two sticks out to me as one of like the good the better ones and this is oh. it's funny because it's after donald glover left so that makes it like when donald glover left that was kind of like the true end of the series for most people yeah it's a lot more maintenance and postnatal care i just v- v- so vaguely remember but thinking it's hilarious uh they get a old 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 virtual reality system that the dean's using and he's like enthralled with it the entire episode and it has like the worst cgi for those moments of like him trying to access like the file system on this vr system and it's just very funny it's you guys probably didn't even watch this episode but oh yeah never would i don't remember it (laughs) yeah it gets it's a deep one it's after so season six premiered on yahoo and season six episode one was ladders which is like a callback to one of the clip shows if you guys remember in one of the clip shows they were talking about all the stupid classes that were taught at greendale and in one of them Mm -hmm. he climbs on a ladder and then writes at the top of a chalkboard ladders 101 and then he points (laughs) at it and everyone claps and cheers very loudly i remember that hey that might be in the paradigms i think it was yeah paradigms it was yeah (laughs) but yeah there you go those are my three my fine my final pick critical film studies this is easily the episode i've laughed most at this is the episode where they do a pulp fiction spoof but they also do a really specific my dinner with andre parody with Abe describing being an extra on Cougar Town to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff plays the Wallace Shawn part. Abe plays the Andre Gregory part. And the parrot. You guys have either of you seen My Dinner with Andre? Honest, mm-hmm. I have to be honest. That episode made me want to watch My Dinner with Andre because I figured it was good Whoa. enough to watch. Yes, My Dinner with Andre is is a good movie. It's a fun yeah. movie, but it is just two guys having dinner, and Danny Pudi's like impression of andre in that movie is so crazy good the like self-importance and the leaning and the like constantly reassessing himself and like resetting things it's so fucking funny like watching that with the context of having seen that movie this is one of the few times we're like doing a parody that's so specific if you do you can get away with doing a parody so specific if you are so dedicated that you just nail it completely and i think he in particular as an actor was really good at that in this series like in general, he was at his best when he was doing that kind of shit. Yeah, shtick, his impressions like, were really leaning always in. on point, I think. Very good. Yeah. I thought this this episode is so funny. The whole dinner scene with him describing the Cougar Town thing is like one of the funniest things that the show ever did. Nice. <laughs> Scott? <laughs> uh, season 3, episode 4, Remedial Chaos Theory. Oh, yeah. um, this one, oh, I, yep. it's i don't even know if it's that funny it's kind of funny but it's more just like when i think of community this is like usually the episode that jumps out to me because it just feels like the most like this show you know what i mean like it's the most itself in this episode because it's doing the meta stuff and it's got a really like interesting like i don't even know what framework format for the episode it Um, uses that uh so that's the dice rolling episode where yeah they're there's a pizza delivery guy at the door. Jeff starts to try to roll a die to see who gets the pizza. And they have, like, a different plot for each character. A different timeline, if I may. Mm-hmm. And the there's the they bring up the concept of the darkest timeline, which is, like, where it's, like, the worst. The, it has the worst outcome of... Pierce uh, dies because he got shot in the leg. Troy's yep. larynx gets blown out. Because he screams at the, think, at the gnome. I think uh, Jeff loses an arm. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like the other ones, they're uh, not that Allison Bree went insane, I think, is yeah. the thing. Uh, that episode also feels like one of those ones where it's like very, I imagine, like at some point in the writer's room, somebody had that idea for an episode. And that's one of the ones where it's like you come up with that idea and you work on it over the course of the series. And when you finally have it like locked down, you're like, we have to do this episode because yeah. that's like a, that's such a like signature episode of a sitcom. Is, like, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's what I wanted to say was just how much it like, it shows you all the different dimensions of all the characters, which they, at this point they have a lot. And it's like the peak mm-hmm. moment for all their yeah. character. Like, you know flexibility and then after that it feels like it starts to unwind a little bit and it's like 
yeah. harder to write around it because then you don't know if you give someone a certain part over someone else. Like if you want to pair up Shirley and Jeff this episode or whatever. Like their chemistries kind of start to mix together and turn like into a brown color. <laughs> like when he makes a bunch of paints together, yeah. you know. Yeah, we got it. We like got a poop. Like a, like like a doo doo. Yeah, yeah, like when you eat a bunch of colors and all come out the same color. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? How if you eat green broccoli, orange carrots, red tomatoes, it all mixed together come out brown. <laughs> so, as a show, seven out of ten. Those first three seasons, so strong. The show drops off though. And as a spoof, 8 out of 10. Because I think this show does the parody stuff really well when it does it. And it gets what's funny about parody stuff well. And they generally have a take on what they're doing. They're not just doing spoof jokes just to do spoof jokes. They generally have like a good angle of what they're trying to make fun of. Of the thing they're trying this to make fun of. This show has a point of view. Yes. I would give it 4.25 out of 6 as a show. Because that's how much of it is actually like good and written by Dan Harmon and has uh, Donald Glover in it. So pretty easy rating, if you ask me. I give it, uh, if I'm only considering the seasons I've seen, which is like one through the beginning of four. So I'm going to give it a fucking nine out of ten. This is a good ass TV show. Yeah. And as a spoof, depends on the episode. <laughs> you know I what? You can talk fair. about it broadly. Broadly, well, I think it it's is, a good. But... I think it's like most episodes. I don't know. It's fucking. It's I'm a gonna TV say show. nine out of ten too, because when it's hitting as a spoof, it's hitting. Yeah. That's fair. You you are one of the co-hosts of a spoof movie podcast. You get to dictate. Yeah. Thank you. This you is are... the one thing I have. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh so scott do you have a novelty song to play me this i'll answer that question with another question Mm -hmm. kelly (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you have a novelty song to play us this week yeah i do yeah i got them both i got him i got it i mean both uh i mean this week i have the one that's what i meant to say (laughs) i get one confused with both all the time. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I got confused. <laughs> uh, you guys know Tim Minchin at all? Yes, I know. I've you know heard you mention his. Oh, God. Okay, right, shoot your phone now. You don't have an assault rifle yeah. with hollow point shells. You're screwing up because that is what your phone deserves right now. It doesn't need to be to a firearm. This. You can do a sledgehammer or a big wrench if you want. <laughs> a wooden stake. Or what about a paintball or a gun? Meat stake. That's themed with the no, show. No, now they're going to shoot it because it will destroy comment. it. I mean, if you get a strong enough paintball gun, guys. God, I hope you're not watching this on your $10,000 Always $10, the devil's advocate, PC. Marty. <laughs> That's my job on the show. Okay, now that listener, Can we talk about your goddamn now song? that listenership is down to zero. <laughs> Tim Minchin, he funny. He a funny music guy. He describes himself as a funny. His act as a funny cabaret show. He said, "I'm a good musician for a comedian, and I'm a good comedian for a musician. But if I had to do any of them in isolation, I don't know." That's that was my impression of him. Uh, he's a real quirky <laughs> guy. If you ever, you probably. You could pick this guy out in a crowd. Um, he's usually barefoot with wild hair, a lot of eye shadow. Juxtaposes that with his grand piano and his orchestral tux with coattails. Um, he majored in English and theater, so that's where he kind of gets that theater-esque background. And he says yeah. his eye shadow. It's important because when you're playing the piano and singing, you can't really use your appendages so much. So it allows the audience to look at him and see all of his expressions. Um, and he goes barefoot because he's more comfortable. So quirky. Hmm. Um, kind of gross. I mean, he's on stage. He's not like in the crowd. There's not a lot of people walking on that. You don't know. Yeah, the the stagehands gotta dodge his toenail clippings when they're trying to wrap yeah. up the cords. Yeah, he's, he's got, clipping his toenails. He does have he's that playing. one modification on his baby grand where he, when he presses down on those pedals, <laughs> yeah, it clips like, his nails. Snip, snip, clip, clip. 
Um, he says his look is trying to like mock the idea of being an iconic, distinguishable figure, but I honestly think that's kind of exactly what he ended up doing. Probably, maybe yeah. unintentionally, but like, it's kind of like Weird Al. How like if Weird Al ever ends up losing his hair, and you know, he'll just be Al. He's just Al. You know, I could find. I can find Weird Al in a group of accordionists as long as he has that long curly mop. But uh, yeah, if that ever the Hawaiian goes, shirt, fine. That's what I'm I'll saying. I'll give you that. He's, the he's accordion gonna, he's shirt. He's gonna look like any other Polish schmuck in a hollow in a Hawaiian yeah. shirt if he. So true. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Marty. Yeah. Honestly, if, if Marty wore Hawaiian shirts, I would be like, "Weird, is that you?" Yeah. <laughs> and Marty would be like, "You You're can call me away. Al," and then we'd sing the Paul Simon song. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, he's 44, he's from England, and here's the song that I picked called F Sharp, It's Short, Congrats! The trouble is that F can leave me vocally, but F, you see, I like playing in F major. But I like singing in F Sharp. F Sharp. F Sharp. So dissonant. It's like this is like noise rock. Because of how bad the singing is. Yes. No, the singing is. Well, the, Marty, That's you're not joke. getting it, dude. You, I know the joke. I understand the joke. I hated it. <laughs> I hated the joke. It is kind of. It's it's a very long lead up to what the joke is. I'll give you yeah. that. Like if you're not into the joke, it's a long walk to get there. Yeah, not not a fan. It's been a while since I've listened to his work, to be perfectly honest, and I don't know if that's how most of his uh, music is, how most of his songs are. Yeah, they don't all sound like the Tetris theme song. <laughs> I just don't know if uh, that's a good novelty song. Yeah, I should have picked that. One. Hey, I that I know I looked up what the name of it is once, and I don't remember it, so I might as well have not said anything. Great. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if a lot of his music is like long sort of build-ups to uh, one punchlines, or if it's more like uh, like uh, loaded like a bunch of jokes crammed into a small verse or something like that, like a Weird Al style is how I would describe that. But uh, yeah, you know how music and comedy are. Usually they carry each other, so you you keep the people interested with the music, and then you keep them interested also with the joke and then people go ooh so good you come for the com- wait you come for the music you stay for the comedy i got to say i thought i would stay for neither in this case hmm. maybe i have to try more stuff of his but this don't worry marty not- i'll uh, send you a link of this song later with like a <laughs> bunch of reverb on it and then you might like it a little bit yeah. more yeah and distortion yeah a little bit of distortion <laughs> yeah. If I can't hear the lyrics and I have to like listen yeah. really hard for it, then I'll. This is coming it. from a guy who likes My Bloody Valentine. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Hold up. Do you not like My Bloody Valentine? <laughs> no. That would be shocking. I thought you were that talking about me, and I was like, I don't think I like them. Is that is? <laughs> you don't like that band, Scott? I'm actually really surprised by that. <laughs> hey, that song is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have this theory that nobody actually likes My Bloody Valentine, and it's like, uh, like, I guess not like virtue signaling isn't the right word, but like it's like a it's like an indie signaling that everybody yeah, yeah. N- there's no stuff. there's nothing enjoyable about like That's you know how what I, I feel mean? about like, Fugazi, dude. I disagree completely. I can't. Yeah, it's like Fugazi. I kind of agree with that. Though. What I don't, I never got <laughs> so into okay. You you agree with me that nobody likes that band and people only like it to like show that they have like indie clout, but you disagree with me that they suck and you like it. I think some people probably don't actually like the band and just pretend to like the band. I think that happens all the okay. time. But, but you... My Bloody Valentine, Rip. And they're very, very good. All right. That's a very fun band. I think. Well... That al- that one album, the very famous album they put out, uh, is really, really good. I have oh, a yeah? similar name, theory. Name five of their albums. <laughs> <laughs> They've done only three, I think. Right? All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Difference of opinion. Well, oh, shit. Uh, the, just another thought I had with this song... Um, was that him? So the joke obviously is him singing F sharp when he should be singing just plain F to like resolve the melody, right? And it sounds like super dissonant. And yeah, it's, it doesn't just, go. With I what think he's it. Playing. I think it legitimately takes skill to sing that. Oh, that was wrong I, note. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I it would agree. be so hard yeah. not to just naturally result. Like, you really have to go out of your way. And he's singing it like he doesn't, you know, kind of sing the right note for a second and then modulate it up to the sharp. He comes in. He know You know what I mean? It t- you have to have, like, a good musical brain just to hit yeah. that wrong dissonant note right on the head. I think the way I view that, like, song and that bit is, like, I, I think about how Bo Burnham would have done it and he would have just sang literally the chorus with that note and been like doesn't that sound bad or something like that like just very kept it he would have kept it short because it's only a two minute song most of tim Minchin's songs are like five minutes and i cannot wait for marty to put this into the episode without the f sharp part in it it's gonna be so much fun for our listeners <laughs> i tease i like to tease i don't like to put the best part in you gotta put the that's second the best only part that matters like, in this song <laughs> I gotta go find the best part of this song. I'll put all the buildup in and not the part. Oh That's what I'm God. saying. Uh, anyways. But wait, the listeners, if you're listening to this, you already know that I did that. So you're like confused that we're even talking about this punchline. You're like, I listeners, only don't trust I no don't idea. trust Marty's clipping. Just go listen to the whole song if you want the real picture. No, no, no. Trust Marty. Trust your dear old your dear old Uncle Marty. That's who you trust when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of my dear old Uncle Marty. Marty. Mm-hmm. Knock knock. Let me sit let me sit down on your lap, Uncle Marty. Marty, let me sit down on your lap. Let us both sit down on your lap. I'm, Marty, I'm gonna we're both hunker sitting down. down on uh, your lap. I'm picking the left lap. I'm on the left lap also, so I hope. Oh you- shit. <laughs> All right. All right, boys, get on the left lap. Scrunch it. What do you have to ask? I have a Ask your Uncle Marty. Oh, Sit down, Kelly. God damn it. I'm ch- I'm trying, dude. It's so it's po- shove down, Kelly. I'm only taking, you. I'm sit on right my on knee, Kelly. Knee. Scott, you get my thigh. Yeah, I'm okay? on the knee. I'm fitting here. Fine. All right, give me some of your hair. Let me get some of that Let mustache me get hair. Some of that you know. hair. All right, snip, snip, snip. Marty, do you, you have go. a novelty this product? Week's, <laughs> is it my mustache hair? <laughs> is the novelty yeah, product a two dollar bill? No, this week's novelty product is a two dollar bill. Okay. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. We really no, appreciate I, it. <laughs> Spoofs. Goofs. This, novelty songs. Hang on. This particular $2 bill I acquired at Monticello, which is Thomas Jefferson's home, which is now a historical uh, tour place where you can uh, see. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Monticello? Uh, hold up. Hold it's up. Mount Cello. is just. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> we, are, we are just mispronouncing everything. It's Monticello. Monticello. It's Monticello. Monticello. It's Montepudden Pops. <laughs> so, at the Monticello gift co- gift shop, they give out $2 bills as change to encourage circulation of the bill. So this is a novelty product because oh, of that. Oh, cuz Jefferson's of it. on that 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 two spotter. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, he is. The $2 bill was originally printed from 1862 to 1966, then again from 1976 to the present day. The front side features a portrait of Thomas Jefferson, and the back features an engraving of the painting Declaration of Independence by John Trumbell. Famously, the $2 bill is one of the least circulated forms of currency in the U.S., leading many to believe that it's fake. If you go to a grocery store, sometimes they won't accept it. Uh... The U.S. Federal Reserve Board actually did not order any more $2 bills be printed in the year 2020, as they believe they have plenty in circulation for now. So, gentlemen, we have now reached our quiz portion of the segment. And this is a little more difficult than usual, because we are doing a quiz on the $2 bill. I'm an expert. Go. For question number one. The $2 bill is made of two materials. Dollar and bill. linen. (laughs) Cotton and linen. What percentage of each is a $2 bill? I'll give you a hint. They're in increments of 25. So they're either 25% one thing and 75% the other, or 50-50, or 100% and 0%. I'm going to give you another hint. It's not 100 and 0%. Okay. 20, 25%. Wait. It's not 100 and 0? Uh, it's not 100 and 25% linen. No, no, no. 25%. Cotton, 75% linen. Scott, you're uh, I want to guess that, too, but just to keep it interesting, I'm going to say 50-50, Alex. Ooh, you got it wrong. It was 25% linen, 75% cotton. Damn, that's cottony. Wow. That's, that's why cotton. it shrinks. Question two. Question number two. <clears throat> 
1869, Thomas Jefferson first appeared on the $2 bill. That was fun. But then, which person first appeared on the bill in 1862? Son? Hint, they were not a president. Put your phone back together. Yeah. So you can shoot it all over again. <laughs> that was the if you're, worst. Uh, nobody's listening to this. This is literally playing <laughs> off the loudspeakers in hell. The least rhythmic, least musically talented of the three of us. Okay. Picks the dumbest subject material. Holy shit. Come on, guys. This is... I, I did that in that way for a Literally, really specific Lin Manuel reason. Miranda looks like fucking looks like fucking Ryan Gosling next to your <laughs> Hamilton. Does that make sense? So Tupac. who was on the two dollar bill originally, gentlemen? T- Tupac Shakur, Aaron Burr, Kelly. Guess it was Alexander Hamilton. What? Why? How did you guys not get that? You even mentioned. I should get that. a half. I should get a half. No, you no, already have one. You get Fuck. negative. Wait, no, you have zero. No, he gets a no. Scott is at negative one because he literally brought up Lin Manuel Miranda and then didn't guess Alexander Hamilton, despite the fact that I rapped and then said they were not a president. I said Alexander Hamilton's killer, Aaron Burr. <laughs> no. All right. Question three. This is for all the marbles, apparently. When you pay for something using a $2 bill, where does the cashier put the bill? Between. Never mind. Um, I mean, it seems like the obvious answer would be in the fucking drawer of the cash register, right? Whoa, wait, I'm going to hold hold up. I'm going (laughs) to say under, under, under the drawer, under, you know, you pull the little thing up and you put it. I'll say on top of the the big bills. I think Scott's right, but I'll say on top of the five. Scott is right. They do not have a $2 bill slot in a cash register, so you always put it underneath. Yeah, because the it's pointless. You can just use two ones. <laughs> you guys tied this week. That's amazing. Congratulations. It's like my first time tying. Good job, me. Nice. <laughs> All it took was Scott getting something so wrong that I took away a point. Man. <laughs> I guess because the guy I said killed the right answer yeah. it does make sense that it's a negative point it, that does make sense yeah. you're right <laughs> i think the two dollar bill is useless i've already said that mm-hmm. uh it was there's one there was a strip club that only handed out two dollar bills and then would also uh highlight the edge of it i think it was pink or blue or something mm. so that if it would encourage people to only spend those two dollar bills at the strip club if they spent them anywhere else yeah People would know. Oh, you went to that strip club, and they got uh, sued tricky. or That's something. Pretty smart. No, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty illegal. You illegal. can't <laughs> do that to money. <laughs> you can't deface the president's image like that. <laughs> I mean, they didn't deface yeah. the president's image. They defaced the edge of the bill. Didn't they Same actually thing. print like thousand dollar bills or some shit with Trump's face on it? I don't want to talk about this. Up- We're good. I did research on the $2 bill, not the $1,000 bill. Oh, Kelly's just going to turn off his, oh, his yeah, camera I'm again Good night. go run away. I don't want to talk about this. I don't know why I brought it up. I love you. Right. He's flipping both. $2 he's bill. flipping us off. No. That was our novelty product segment. Thank you all for listening this week. What a good episode it's been. What a great podcast, guys. What a great podcast Once it's been. Again. I am so happy to be recording this final episode with the two of you. <laughs> Sorry about your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, if you send send us a picture of your shot phone, yeah. we'll, Marty will ship you out a new one. <laughs> no, if you if you send us a picture of your phone and you've shot it with a gun, we will let you call into the podcast next time. Yeah. <laughs> you will be the first guest if you send it yep. in. We'll fly out. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it.